everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the The Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers. We hope you guys had a great Christmas holiday and are getting ready to head into the new year strong with great goals and ready to conquer. This episode is episode 25, and we are going to be talking about five tips to avoid anxiety going into the new year. Look, anxiety is something that can get in the way of you growing in your career and your personal life. It can cause you to get in your head and be your own worst enemy. Anxiety can drive you to take action out of fear and doubt, but it can also lead to inaction and neglect of responsibilities. We could go on and on about how anxiety affects us in different ways. We just know it's something that we can work on coping and dealing with. In this episode, we're going to go over five tips to deal with anxiety in your career. Welcome back, everybody. So before we go into these tips that we have for you, we just want to let you know that we did our research on getting these tips, and some of these tips are from the very trusting WebMD, which, you know, very trusting. It's great. I don't know why you even disclosed that. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. I literally put down on our outline. I was like, that's like the Wikipedia of medicine. But I do really like these points. They are... Because, you know what? You want You want to know why you like them, Abby? Because yes, of course, I looked at WebMD, but I also looked at Inc. 500. I looked at Forbes. And I looked at different psychology articles on different ways that people cope and just the top, like the overall best ones. So yes, I did look at WebMD, but I also looked at so many other ones. So it's not just straight from there, but I thought that was so funny because I looked at Abby's notes and she wrote, this is the Wikipedia of medicine, LOL. (laughs) But these are really good points though. And there's a good topic going into the new year, especially because we write down our goals and we get super excited about, oh my gosh, it's a new year, but you have to actually do things now. And people get anxious with all the newness that comes about with those resolution lists and the things that you set out to do. It can cause you to be overwhelmed and anxiety can set in. So we want to just share some things that we realize have been able to help us and also just help others to get through anxiety and what it can do to affect you in your career. Abby and I literally every day, I think it's daily now that we look at each other or not look at each other, I guess virtually look at each other because she's in Miami and I'm in College Station. But like we talk on the phone too and we're just like high functioning anxiety when we just like sing it and say it because literally <laughs> like in our career with everything we're doing, it's true. It's almost like you can't manage the amount of things we're managing without having some anxiety. So it's just like learning to function with it, learning to cope with it. It's maybe something that, you know, will never go away. Maybe you're just always going to deal with it, but you can't can find ways to deal and cope with it. And so I don't know, for me, it's something that I will feel when I have, you know, a lot of responsibility or weight on my shoulders with a project and I'm nervous about how that project's going to turn out, or maybe I'm meeting with a client and it's our second meeting and I'm trying to close the sale and I'm just, you know, anxious about that meeting, whatever it may be. You know, personally for Abby and I, we, we've dealt with this in all different areas of our career and lives, but we also know that all of you home girl houses have probably dealt with it in some way shape or form as well. So I think that's a great way to go off and start this episode. We just know it's so relevant for everyone. 
But the first tip on how to avoid anxiety going into the new year, and for those of you who are taking notes, like I said, this is tip number one, it's have consistent healthy habits. So when your diet, for example, is like a roller coaster, when your personal life is like a roller coaster, and then when your work life is like a roller coaster and it's up and it's down, and it's all everywhere, that just causes so much anxiety because you don't have a lot of consistency and habits to keep you consistent throughout your career and throughout your life. And so, for example, one thing can lead to another. If you start, you know, maybe your workout routine. Okay, I'm going to start a new workout routine in 2022 and I'm going to work out three times a week at this time. Well, maybe before that time, you check your emails. And then maybe after you work out, you have a team meeting. Then you've got some consistency in your life, just like that. You have some workouts scheduled, you have your email batching scheduled, and you have your meetings scheduled. So that can give you and hopefully relieve some anxiety because if you didn't have any of that, then you could potentially be wondering, when am I going to get a workout in? When am I going to have this meeting? When am I going to do this? And it could just kind of overwhelm you and cause that anxiety. But if you have these healthy habits that kind of keep you in check and disciplined, that can help make things more consistent in your life and help things be more habitual. And then having these healthy habits... Over time, I know it has the impact of helping people not doubt themselves either. Because once you prove to yourself that you can do something over and over again, that you can show up for yourself, that you can keep these promises you made for yourself, you will for sure continue to execute these things with confidence because of everything that you've done to get to those points. So Abby, what is one healthy habit for you that helps calm this anxiety and keep you a little bit more chill? So for me, healthy habits, I started eating cleaner. Like I will say about like almost a year and a half to two years ago, I started eating cleaner and just having that be something that I no longer associated with. Oh, I'm getting fit right now for this vacation or I'm doing this for this period of time that helped me. In knowing that I can do something for that for that long of a time. And also it allows me to feel better every single day because the things that I'm putting in my body and consuming are beneficial to me, give me more energy, things like that. That's something that I have turned into like a lifestyle thing. I will also say that I started journaling about a year ago consistently. And that just helps me clear my mind and have a clear mind space and know where my head's at when I start feeling anxious. Like to know what's bothering you sometimes, it sometimes takes a friend asking like, are you okay? Or what's wrong for you to even realize that you're acting weird or for you to even realize that something's off. And so journaling for me, I'm able to write down what's wrong, what's going on, how do I feel right now? And it helps me just navigate myself through those times. Yes. I love that. I love that. Eating healthy and journaling. So you're honestly working on your mental health too when you're journaling and, and you know, working on that. And then your your physical health too when it comes to eating healthy and eating clean. I'm sure that helps your body, like you said, just feel more at peace when you're eating. You're not dealing with pain all the time if you're eating bad, stuff like that. And you know, and some people, you know, too, with eating, you know, you can feel guilt or you can feel all these emotions. And so that probably helps you as well and helps you just feel overall better. For me, mine is definitely working out like it is a consistent habit. 
habit and it has been for six or seven years now daily. Honestly, it's something that's so necessary for me. It helps me clear my head. I come up with my best ideas when I'm working out. Also, when I feel anxious or when I feel like I'm going through something or I'm about to go into a meeting that gives me anxiety or I'm dealing with a project that gives me anxiety, I'm telling you, I work out for like 30 minutes to an hour and I just feel at peace. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's the endorphins or what, but I'm just like, it's like my mental stress is almost like relieved and I just feel so much calmer and so much more level-headed approaching the situation. And it gives me so much more peace. So that's definitely my consistent habit that I feel like is really helpful when it comes to my anxiety. So another tip, our tip number two is staying organized. And before I even go into staying organized, I'm going to hand this to Abby because Abby likes lists. Abby likes to like compartmentalize her life. So she's organized in every part of her life. So Abby, why don't you go ahead and and take this one? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of crazy about it, but (laughs) I am someone who I will get really anxious when I don't know what's going on. And I don't know if it's me having a control problem that causes me to be so good at this. But (laughs) when it comes to staying organized, I have a planner where I can write down my schedule for the day. And so things don't get lost in my day. And if they do get lost because I miss that time slot, I know that they got lost and I can just put it somewhere else in a different time slot. I have that schedule for my day. I have a to-do list. And so Hannah's really good with this too. She sends us weekly to-do lists for our business so that neither of us skip a beat. And things like that remind me of like when there are certain things that you remember because there's a sense of urgency behind them or because you're anxious about it or because someone's nagging you about it. But when it's on to-do list, everything at that point has an equal playing field and we will get them all done. (laughs) So I really like to make to-do lists. Even if you make little sub lists per item on that list so that you make sure that you don't skip a beat. Yes. For me, how I stay organized is those to-do lists, like Abby was saying, like that's how, because like Abby's saying, there's things that you remember because of urgency, but there's also things that get left to the back burner that we can almost forget about sometimes because it may not have the time urgency, but they still do need to get done. So it kind of just helps those things kind of everyone be on the same page and everyone stay organized with everything that's going on and helps that communication flow. But those are definitely for even me personally, like I was telling Abby yesterday, that if you could see my planner and how many random notes there are, because that's how my brain, I'm so scatterbrained. I'll be like, oh, I remember this. Make a note of this. Make a note of this. Make a note of this. Do this. Do this. I mean, I'm so scatterbrained. Like even Andrew, my husband is just like, Hannah, you wake up. And like, whatever is like, he's like, Hannah, you wake up. You just roll out of bed and immediately you're up. And you're just thinking about your entire rest of your day. And he's like, you're insane. And I'm just like, yeah, that's how I work. And then in the beginning of my day, every single day without fail, I will make a list and in order of priority of the things that I need to do that day and get it done. And it just helps me stay organized with my life and being on top of things. I also have a planner. I know Abby has a planner. We use Google Calendar as well, different things to be organized, but staying organized is definitely key so that you don't have that panic moment of, oh my gosh, I forgot about this deadline. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. Like That's going to help you not have to go through those times because you're organized and you have calendars and planners so you're able to have all those dates in advance. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to take that extra step and be extra like me, 
You can get highlighters. You can get different colored pens. It's so fun and exciting. Highlight I things. I cannot. <laughs> I'm just imagining this. This is going to make my mind just, I'm done. I highlight things based off of like this but is a fitness red goal for like immediate like i can't yes I can't. like this is this is a fitness goal this is boost your brand this is corporate this is family time this is friends time like they are highlighted and that's low-key me putting it in like urgency levels because if something's highlighted for boost your brand i'm definitely gonna put it over like I'm sorry, friends, but I might put it over hanging out with my friends. The truth comes out. <laughs> um, surprise, so. surprise. We work and don't hang out with friends. <laughs> Big shocker. <laughs> yeah. So that helps me stay super, super organized and be able to look at things and know, okay, I have nothing for Booster Brand today, but which never happens. But I have this to do and now I have free time to do the things that I highlighted for friends. Yes. I'm extra, though. <laughs> well, if you want to take that extra step and be organized like a psychopath, I think you're a psychopath if you're have if you if you like one of those people who uses the highlighters and do all that stuff because I just cannot I understand how your brain works. I think that you're one of the most precious human beings on the earth if you do that. <laughs> don't mind oh, the people that call you psychopath. so precious. They don't even know. <laughs> She's like, they don't even know. They don't even get it. But these are great tips regardless of staying organized and being on top of things. That will definitely help when it comes to anxiety in your career and in your in your life, honestly. Tip number three is being honest with yourself. And this is a big one because in your career, you have to be honest with yourself. And we've talked about this when it comes to other episodes of being honest when it comes to, I think it was our People Pleaser episode, which is episode 21 or 22. And we talked about not over committing. Be honest with yourself. If you do not have time, to commit to what you're about to commit to, say no or say I'll get back to you. Do not overcommit. When you start overcommitting and you start lying to yourself saying, oh yeah, I can totally make time for that. Or I, I know I have you know three meetings back to back, but in between I could slip this in. Or I can lose 20 pounds in a week. Like that's yes. the kind of news resolutions people set and it's like, uh. Abby, what? <laughs> Who are your friends? I can lose 20 pounds in a week. Let's go. <laughs> It's like that tapeworm diet where you swallow a tapeworm and the tapeworm starts eating you from your insides. You're going to lose a lot of weight oh that way. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> Look it up. It is, what kind of friends thing. do you have? <laughs> <laughs> my tapeworm eating people? Right. No, that is gross. But even with goal setting, like you have to be honest. If it's not achievable or if it's not realistic or if it's not timely, do not commit to it. Even with a client, say you want to impress a client and they want a website done, for example, where you know that's going to take you three-month period of time, but they need it done in a month and a half or two months. And you know that that's just not reasonable or realistic, but you want that client. Well, guess what? If you say yes and you shorten that timeline, you're going to have anxiety for about a month and a half to two months. You're just committing to that at that point because you're going to be rushing. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be moving things around for the next month and a half or two months to make that work. And is that really worth it? Like at the end of the day, when you could probably just find a client who's okay with your timeline, like you have to be able to be honest with yourself in all areas. Sometimes it is worth it. Abby, I'm Abby's like, sacrifice your mental health. Whatever it takes, get the client. Who cares if you want to die? It doesn't matter. Just get the client. 
No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We and I are literally talking from experience. Like we've done this, and it feels like in the moment we're like, oh yeah, we can do anything. We can but do anything. We're superwoman. We literally pulled, or at least I know I pulled three all nighters in a row. Are you sick? <laughs> she said, "What's wrong with you?" Why do you, oh why do I hear? Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> Highlights of 2021. I pulled three on in a row to finish my site. Welcome to our depressing lives with reality. <laughs> but like now we know how to avoid that. We want to make sure that you guys don't have do to we? do that first to avoid it. Oh yeah, we're not doing that in 2022. Have <laughs> we said no more? No more. <laughs> Uh, that leads to step four, which ties into this. Set clear boundaries. Ooh, Abby, what's our episode where we talk about boundary setting? Girl, you think I memorize episodes like that? <laughs> okay. It is episode eight, how to set professional and personal boundaries. That is something that... Honestly, like when you can take control of the boundaries that you set and you know what's important to you, you set those boundaries before they can be crossed. You avoid a lot of that anxious feeling that comes from not listening to that gut feeling, honestly. So when it comes to setting boundaries, we talk about this in multiple episodes. Episode eight really, really highlights it. But set boundaries for yourself, whether it's career-based, whether it's emotional boundaries where you're not going to let people get to you in certain ways, whether it's just boundaries like time boundaries where you're not going to put so much time into certain things. You're not going to go out with your friends every single night, maybe just three nights a week. Things like those are boundaries. Set those the same way that you set your goals and it'll lead to you being able to have a clear vision in the things that you can control. And also when it comes to setting these clear boundaries, you have to know what gives you anxiety. So for example, if a team member drops a last minute deadline to me that morning and says they need this by the end of the day, but I've already planned my day out in advance and I'm already just busy the entire day and you know that's going to give you anxiety, then you need to tell your team member and be clear with them and say, hey, I actually will not have time for this and I would love to take on this load, but you have to let me know a couple days in advance unless it's an emergency where head down, we're all working on something because it's a last minute you know, deadline type thing. You need to let me know in advance. And if you don't, then I won't be able to do that. I won't be able to complete it. Or I won't be able to do this and then stick to it. Because if you know, you know what triggers your anxiety or what causes you to feel anxious, then you need to be able to understand that and set boundaries accordingly. It's not someone else's responsibility to set those boundaries for you. Um, it's your responsibility to set them and then it's your responsibility to maintain them. How is someone to know? Because what for me, if you can drop something like last minute for me, most of the time I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like let's, you know, head down, just do it. It doesn't give me anxiety. If I have already kind of planned out my day and I've like zero time, that's where the anxiety will set in. But most of the time I'm like able to move things around and be like, no, head down, got this. Like that's my personality. I'm a challenger. I kind of like a challenge. But if you're not that type of person, you need to know that and set boundaries accordingly. This goes like Abby was said with personal lives. You know, even if, you know, you're trying to rebuild a relationship with your sister or brother or daughter or mom or whoever it is. And, you know, you have to make sure that you have boundaries set so that you can be able to continuously work on those relationships or if it is 
a relationship with your boss where they're just texting you every hour or every 30 minutes just consistently and it's just unnecessary and they're overbearing, you have to go out of your way and have a meeting with your boss and say, hey, I want to get my work done and I want to have a great relationship with you. However, you communicating with me in this style gives me anxiety and it makes me not be able to perform my best. So how can we you know, come together and have a communication style that makes me want to do my best and where we can agree to get along in this vicinity of work. So that's not up to your boss at that point. That's, I mean, maybe it is if you're a good boss, then yes, but that's really up to you. It's up to you being like to express those and to express that so that people around you know, you can't assume people to know these things. You have to know yourself and set the boundaries accordingly. Yes. No, that's a really good example. Thank you. Thank you very much. And like when I said emotional boundaries too, I think this is something that took me a while to even understand. But when it comes to emotional boundaries, if there's a habit that someone has around you that just like ticks you off, or if there's something that's reoccurring that really grinds your gears, you have to set emotional boundaries for yourself because your reaction is actually something that you have control over. And sometimes we forget that. So setting those emotional boundaries in Guarding your emotions so that they are not inhibited or affected by certain things that are reoccurring is another thing. Like, for example, I will say like, oh, this person, I won't even give a specific example because I might accidentally throw someone under the bus. (laughs) But like, if someone is constantly doing something that you feel is inconsiderate and you get mad every time and it ruins your day, it ruins your week, it ruins your vibe, it ruins your energy. It didn't have to ruin all that. If if at some point you accept, okay, this person is not going to stop. No matter how many times I say something, they don't care. I cannot let it affect me the same way. That can go a long, long, long way. And it's so hard to do. It really is. But it is sometimes necessary. A lot of times it's necessary just to allow you to have a smoother trans, a smoother journey through life, <laughs> honestly. Literally, literally. And that's the difference too between you reacting and going off on someone and causing a scene. But like what if you just pulled that person aside or you just removed yourself from the situation or you just dealt with it when you felt those feelings of anxiety happening, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that is great when it comes to setting clear boundaries. I really like how we elaborated on that. We're going to go to our fifth and final tip to avoid anxiety going into the new year, which is using neutral language and thinking about solutions. So this is like honestly such, such, such a big one because a lot of anxiety can be caused in passive aggressive communication. It can be caused in how people communicate, in their style of communication. You know, maybe it's like your boss and when they're texting you, you know, they use like a period and the way that they're talking to you just makes it seem like they're just mad or angry all the time and that makes you feel anxious. Or maybe it is a style of how you and your coworker communicate. Maybe you have phone calls, but they are consistently, you know, talking over you, never letting you talk. You never get your word out and you just feel like anxious and you don't speak now because of that. Whatever it may be, You have to use neutral language and think about solutions. So don't put the blame on them or don't put the blame on you. You kind of want to use this neutral language of, hey, 
we want to be successful in our career. We want to be successful working together. So how can we have a great communication style to make this communication with us work, to get the project done? It's more of a we than an I and a you when it comes to neutral language. So it's not like, like you need to fix this and you need to work on this or I need to do this and I need to work on this. It's more of like, how can we come up with a solution? And then when we come up with a solution, I have my part, you have your part. And then think about solutions instead of just when something happens, you just feel like you're crashing and burning and just let yourself crash and burn. Instead of that, start thinking about solutions and think about ways that it can work out because that can definitely help give your mind almost like opportunities instead of feeling trapped, which is something that anxiety can lead us to feel. Mm-hmm. And again, in the moment, things like that are difficult to think of, but just consistently practicing these habits will definitely allow you to, like thinking of solutions instead of reacting is something you really have to practice. So you have to practice that. We as humans don't naturally just think, okay, this is the right thing to do right now. We do whatever we do. And yes. just, it's not that. We react. We react. Yeah. So use neutral language. Think of solutions. Yes. When you feel trapped or when your anxiety is kicking in, start thinking about the solutions. And again, Abby said it's training your mind. It's training your mind. Also think, what's the worst case scenario? Am I going to die? Like, is it going to be the end of the world? Most likely, no. So start thinking about some solutions and, and start clearing your head. Maybe it's breath work. Maybe it's going out for a walk. You know, maybe it's eating a snack, whatever that is for you that helps, you know, calm you down. Make sure that you have, again, with our step one or our tip one, which is having consistent healthy habits, make sure you have those habits in place. So just for you note takers to kind of go over our top five tips. Number one is have consistent healthy habits. Number two is stay organized. Three, be honest with yourself. Four, set clear boundaries. And five, use neutral language and think about solutions. These are such good tips on how to avoid anxiety going into the new year, honestly, in your career, but also in your personal life as well. Well, happy new year's, homegirls. <laughs> if you haven't so already, happy new year. follow us on Instagram. <laughs> follow us on Instagram, join our Facebook community, and be a part of our journey this year as we continue our hustles and our grinds. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. I guess hear you guys or hear from you guys next Wednesday for our next episode. Have a great rest of your week.